welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat versus the World podcast. And man, we feeling hype today. It's your boy Joe K. Jacob, and I'm joined by K. And we got a good episode because we're recording this immediately after game six. In case y'all missed it, the Miami Heat took care of business and we sent the New York Homes in six games. Yes, sir, that's right. We go into the conference finals. Only the second team, the only only the second eight seeded team to make it to the conference finals in NBA history. I mean, I mean, I can't believe it, man. It was looking crazy for a second. If y'all watched that game, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, at one point in the first quarter, it was looking bad. You know, Knicks were up by, like, 14 at one point. But the Heat, they just kept clawing back, clawing back. And they just kept going at it. And then late in the game, Miami was, you know, they never really had, like, a takeover, I guess you could say. It was still kind of close all the way to the very end. But Miami just still found a way to get the win. And we were talking about this before we started recording. Like, that whole thing with, oh, shoot. When, when Jalen Brunson got the two free throws as a result of that flagrant foul on Gabe Vincent, I was so nervous, man. Because I was thinking, like, is, is, the, is, what, is what I'm thinking, is what I hope does not happen, is that going to happen right now? You know, I did not want to speak it or think it into existence, but was I about to witness it? And I did not like that feeling, man. I did not. But the Heat, they pulled through. You know, maybe Thibs should have called a timeout. Maybe he shouldn't. I don't care. We got the win, and that's all that matters to me. And I don't think Miami plays their next game until Wednesday, so I'm feeling good about that. It gives Jimmy time to ice up that ankle. It gives all of our Warriors time to... um ice up whatever scars they got from all these battles they've been through. It's over. Josh Hart can't injure any more of our players. Scott Foster can't save this team. You know, he might be a thorn on a thorn to us, you know, in these upcoming games against whoever we end up playing. But that's a future problem. I'm not worrying about that now. I'm just here to celebrate the fact that the Miami Heat are headed to the conference finals. Something that I did not think we would say this season, but here the heck we are. Kay, the mic is yours, man. How are we feeling right now? Man, look, you know, we're feeling glorious. We're feeling lovely. We're feeling amazing right now. Um, Listen, I, I got to start my soliloquy off by saying I haven't forgot all you people out there that wanted them damn ping pong balls. Bleep me out doing editing, Joe. But I haven't <laughs> forgotten. I haven't forgotten. And now here we are. Here we are. After 4-1 in the Milwaukee Bucks. After 4-2 in the New York Knicks, which could have been a 4-1 had Jimmy played in the game where we almost beat him without Jimmy Butler. But with our role players, nonetheless, the series is over. But after all of that, you guys still wanted the ping pong balls. And now here we are. Scott Foster be done. Jalen Brunson be done. Julius Randle be done. The Knicks are out of here. Pack them up. Strike your lighters. Let's move on. It's a wrap. 
bing bong, all that. Yup, yup, yup. And I just got to say real quick, because you know what? We, we all heard the commotion heading into this. Oh, you know, the Kaseya Center is the MSG South. All right. The Knicks finished the series 0-3 at the, what's it called, the MSG South. So how about that for freaking home court advantage? And then you have the fact that there was literally Knicks fans. I kid you not. Knicks fans that was really happy when the news came out that Scott Foster was the ref. And to those who didn't know the stat heading into tonight's game, Miami um, lost their last nine games when this man, Scott Foster, um, officiates. So all of this, all of this, um, what's what I'm looking for? Pandemonium, all of this craziness coming after us. And people are thinking that this might be looking bad for the heat. Cataclysm, Nixon, man. Cataclysm. You're all summing up to the perfect events to go totally wrong for the good guys. But go ahead. Yup, yup, yup. And I just got to like mention because the fact that the Knicks are gassing up Scott Foster, like this man is supposed to be a player on their team. It was sad. And even then they still lost the game. Like it doesn't get any better than that. Like, oh, shoot, man. Like they probably going to talk about how Julius Randle played and all that. But now how about Scott Foster? Because it's so funny watching the same fans that was gassing him up being the same ones to then insult him for whatever calls he makes in the game. Like, well, is, is he the good guy or is he the bad guy? Like, let's, let's, um, what's what I'm looking for? Let's have the math add up real quick. It's just such a hilarious thing. And I'm just glad that we walked out of this with the win because Kay, like me and you had to go through it, especially with the Knicks fans, whether if it was on that space, whether if it was having to see it on the TL, we went through it all this series, man. And it was crazy, but we, we did it. We handled business. Every stupid narrative they tried to throw against the heat was all squished like a bug. Whether if it was Julius Rand, I know not Julius Randle. Uh, what's what's his name? Josh Hart or friggin' um, what's 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 his name? Qu Quentin Grimes. All of these guys being looked at as um Jimmy Butler stoppers. All of the, all of these narratives they got squished and they got stomped on like they are friggin' roach. So I don't want to hear none of it. I want to hear no more Knicks propaganda. And like you said, K, Bing Bong. Is there anything you want to add? Absolutely do, man. Just a little something to add on to that, to piggyback onto what you said. Look, I I, I just got to say this, and, and I've been hesitant to mention this to you, Joe, even in our private conversations and whatnot. But since we're doing a post-game pod, shout out to Big Knicks Energy. Shout out to their spaces. But we haven't done the spaces in three or four games. I'm not going to ask why. I, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Now nah, I'm gonna I'm give it to him because like um I, I do be reaching out to him Joey who's like the main guy behind it and apparently he was busy with work and stuff but I 100% agree with you we we definitely needed like one or two more spaces after some of them games like we just stopped after that space before game three and yeah we when things went when more. things went real sour for them it, 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 like spaces won't fun no more but but either way I digress right everybody <laughs> got busy everybody got busy. They everybody went there when we did that first one, but they had somebody to run it. All I'm yep. saying is, all I'm saying is they was talking real spicy. And there was a certain individual that I couldn't even hear, and I was unsure about that. But we got back on, you know, we got back on the line or whatever. You know, everybody was mentioning how he was directly shooting at me. Well, pow, 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 pow. Shoot at these. 
4-2. Go home. See you next year. Watch yes. a real team play coming up on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. We getting the spicy K on this spot. <laughs> Yo, but real, real talk, real talk. Like, all of that stuff. And, you know, they were saying that heat culture is just some crap that we just say for no reason. That, and you know what? It was Will who said this on our last pod, man. Like, it's not something we just put on T-shirts. This is something we really do. And what y'all are seeing right now, that is heat culture. The fact that we went out there and we just became the second team in NBA history to be the eighth seed and make it to the conference finals. You can't teach that. That's what this team has been about since day one. And you see it constantly coming out of their mouths every time they talk. You know, when you got, I mentioned this like a few pods ago, Caleb Martin is out here saying like, listen, you know what? Even though we're up one game to nothing, we're not taking anything like this lightly because at the end of the day, we are the eight seed. We're treating every game like we're down 0-3 right now. And that's the mentality I love for this squad. We went into the Bucks um series and we beat them four games to one. We're talking about the one seed. We're talking about the team with the best record in the whole NBA. But we handled that. We now play the Knicks. And when I was on the pod the other day, they was talking about, you know what? You in the Madison Square Garden. There ain't a lot of environments that are as hostile as that. But you know what? I trusted my team. It was a, it was a little crazy, not going to lie, you know, these past couple games. But we did it. And you know what? We didn't need Scott Foster on like them. We didn't need this or that. And you know what? I'm not going to completely discredit them because you know what? Jalen Brunson is a bowler. I got to give credit where it's due. So shout outs to him. But aside from that, every dumb narrative that tried to come after this team, and I know I said it again, but I have to say, I said it once, but I have to say it again. Like all of this stuff they were spewing towards the heat, acting like we weren't really about that thinking that just because they had a coach that was actually going to make adjustments or cold timeouts, someone that wasn't like Coach Bud when we played against the Bucks, that all of a sudden that alone was going to be a huge turning point for the Heat and that they were going to be screwed. Man, no. Okay, Spo has literally been schooling Thibs since 2011 when we beat his Bulls in five. A team that was also the one seed, by the way, and had the MVP that year. So I don't want to hear none of that. This team has been about that since day one. But nobody want to talk about that. And I don't care what they talk about. You know what? In the past, I used to, after the Heat win a game, you know, maybe see what they got to say on national media. I stopped that a long time ago because I just know. Don't work too hard. The weather may be too hot outside. I don't want you to overexert yourself. Yup, because I, I, we already know it right now. We put on, put on first take or whatever dumb show they got on ESPN or Fox Sports 1, they finna come up in there and be like, oh, you know what? I think the reason why the Knicks couldn't force a game seven was not because of this, not because of that. It was simply because of the fact that it was a little too hot outside. Like, now, shut up, all right? We not with that. We do not care. We're going to continue doing our thing. And you know what? I'm not guaranteeing nothing, but come this conference finals, we're going to see this team continue to do what they've continued, you know, doing throughout this whole playoff run. And that's just being a great team, man. And we don't know what lies ahead of them, whether if they play Boston or Philly. But you know what? After everything this team has been through, through all the highs and through the lows, I'm just riding with this squad no matter what. So 
regardless of who we play, man, I'm going to be by this team and I'm just going to be cheering for them. And I'm just going to go crazy for every possession because, man, this team has brought in so much life. I don't think I've ever witnessed a revival for Heat fans everywhere in just one season alone where you go from, like you said, Kay, a point where people were out here debating if we should just get um the draft pick and just tank that final um playing game against Chicago, to go from that to now rooting for this team as they're going to the conference finals. I don't think any team has witnessed their fan base go through something like that. So overall, just what a turnaround. I'm so happy. What a great win, man. And is there anything you want to add, Kate? Yeah, man. I mean, just before we move on to preview on whatever the next series may be and our feelings on that, you, you think about it in terms of this man and I had and not to be morbid, but when 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 you got gravestones, there's usually like a little saying on there, like here lies. You know what I mean? And if you look at the Miami Heat's last two series, you have steps to success. And I guess they wanted it more than we do. I mean, and that pretty much defines the last two series. So you can put that on the headstone. And I'll end it with this. Look, Jimmy Butler wasn't making the same shots in this closeout game that he's made all playoff series. And his team still stepped up to help give him the necessary support. Shout out to Bam Adebayo. Shout out to Caleb Martin. Shout out to all the other guys that made shots and made plays. Stepped up to give him the necessary support needed to win this game and win this series. So as long as the Miami Heat can do that, because you like you mentioned, they're going to have the chance to rest up, get back in the gym, get some shots up, kind of get back to the same shooting form they chose to close the regular season and much of the playoffs so far. And then whoever we face in this coming round, you know, to segue into that as we speak on that a bit, um, you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a highly contested series. Once teams make it to this point, may the best man win. It's always 50-50. But one thing for certain, and two things for damn sure, is that the Miami Heat have proven, regardless of anybody's thoughts, feelings, or concerns on the topic, that they absolutely deserve to be here. And if you knew what you were looking at, I begged of you, I begged of you to hang on because Jimmy Butler's absolutely. A top five player wants to play off buzzer sounds. And Coach Spo is top 15 for a reason. And I always said, look, if Bam Adebayo can find a way to be assertive, the sky is the limit for the Miami Heat. And I wouldn't say more often than not, but 50% of the time, with the other 50% of the time, Jimmy Butler going pure Superman. He's been the guy that we needed him to be, an assertive Bam Adebayo, whether that be in ancillary areas of attacking the glass, being a physical presence, making sure that he's letting his body be felt. Or like you saw in this closeout game six against the New York Knicks, with him absolutely being an offensive force, especially to begin the game and for crucial moments, dunking everything like that last bucket to go up six in the final minute to close the game. How's Julius Randle's head, by the way? I mean, that's the thing you need to make sure that you have a chance to win every game and therefore every series that you play in when the playoffs begin. And that's what we've been seeing from the Miami Heat. And I expect that to continue. Heat defense is what ultimately closed the game for them. Defense, ho, that's culture. It ain't just a cute saying. It's what we, we live this. We really mean this. Yep. Defense, ho. Yup. 100% agree because you know what and now we already said it and like it's not something that's just put on t-shirts man like this team literally eats sleeps and breathes that and like I'm just so happy because and I, I said this earlier and you know you were kind of hitting on it too like so many of our guys stepped up not only in this series but in this playoff run altogether, and it just makes me so 
happy because we were sitting here and we were getting ready to trade these guys. We were sitting here wondering what the heck was going on, but they showed up. Whether if it was Kyle Lowry, a guy that we were just trying so hard to trade at the deadline, and we we were just so concerned because the man is making eighty five million three years, and it was just a lot to handle at the time. Duncan Robinson, and you know what? He might have not been completely consistent throughout this playoff run, but you know what? He stepped up here and there. He's been hitting them shots like we've been seeing this with so many guys, and you just can't help but feel so happy because, oh my gosh, man, like. This team just really came in, and I don't know. I made this joke on um Twitter like a few weeks ago, and I said, you know what? This Miami Heat team is trying to follow what their leader does, and their leader is clearly Jimmy Butler. And I think they saw how Jimmy Butler basically coasts through the regular season, and then he picks it up in the playoffs. So you know what? I think what this team did is they took note of what Jimmy was doing and they said, you know what, let's coast through the regular season too. They did it and now they're all of a sudden playing some of their best best basketball as well. And you know what, and that's what we're seeing. And that's why we finished as the eight seed because they were still coasting. But you know what, it's paying off because here we are in the conference finals. We're one of only four teams left. Think about that. There are 26 other teams that by the time we play basketball, there will be 26 other teams in this league who will be sitting home, who will be in Cancun while this Miami Heat team still play basketball. Guys like Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, all those big stars like them, and one of uh, Jason Tatum or Joel Embiid, one of those two guys, they will all be in Cancun while Jimmy Butler and Miami Heat continue to take the floor and compete for a potential fourth championship. Like, you can, you just can't really... I, I'm still in shock. I'm still trying to find the words, but that's so crazy to think about. And I know I'm just saying the same things over and over again when I say this, but, man, the fact that the Miami Heat are here, the fact that they were able to put it together and compete at a high level and get the job done, and we are now at the point where we can say this team is actually at the halfway point at this playoff run uh, to winning a championship. It's crazy. And I, I, I don't know what else to say, man. Like, before we get into um our playoff expectations, is I, I mean – our expectations for the Eastern Conference Finals. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm all over the place. Like, is there anything else that you want to add, Kay? Yeah, you mentioned it, bro. Like, the team usually goes as their leader goes, and we don't like the fact that, you know what I mean, they, they coast as they may do behind their leader, Jimmy Butler. But what happened as a result of that is Spo had to get creative to find a way to win. That meant playing different combinations and different guys and going out to get a guy like Cody Zeller, who's absolutely been crucial in his little moments with his size, even for all his wars, going out to get a big body presence like K-Love, who not only offers you intelligence, a presence, a guy that knows when to foul, when not to foul. Okay, this Mitch Robinson non-banging, I'm going to foul him, even though he made a couple in the last two games, knowing when to step in because his ability to take a charge absolutely diverted some Jalen Brunson drives to the cup. Little things like that. You mentioned Duncan Robinson coming in, pulling the trigger, and even if he didn't nail it, he still has gravity. And it hit a couple of big shots as the Miami Heat were down 14 and becoming stagnant and this closeout game six to keep him in. You think about Max Struess showing his ability to get to the motherfucking basket. 
Like that is absolutely different for him. When you look at him and Duncan across this series and these playoffs in their minutes, respectively, particularly, they both have shown a diversified game. They're both playing different. Whereas Max Struess is getting all the way to the cup, finishing spectacularly. Even Duncan has shown a penchant to get off of the three, go by his man. And yeah, he's still doing a couple of crazy things every now and again, but he's shown you that ability to create something off the dribble, be that the hockey pass and two and assist or drop off pass to a guy like Bam Adebayo or Jimmy Butler slash into the rim. So, I mean, you look at the total and complete effort from everybody else and you look back across the season and everything that Spo had to do to get to where they are now, and it's absolutely playing a big part. And I talked about this all year long with every appearance I made on every pod, whether that be this one or the Biscayne Breakdown, which you can catch coming soon. We just kind of been spotty with the way the playoffs have been happening, and we want to definitely, you know what I mean, focus all of our efforts on the main pod since that's the collective thing that puts all us on and pay all the bills. But we're going to get back to you as soon as we can. I said all that to say on every episode I mentioned how all of these little things would come back to eventually be so crucial if the Miami Heat were able to put it together at the right times and do the things that I constantly begged y'all to, you know, believe that they could. And I didn't know, but I saw that they were there. And if you know the track records and know what you're looking at, you can see that when things happen the way they're supposed to happen, which they absolutely began to to close the season, Things have a chance to go the way that you want them to, and that's the way that they've gone. I can't say that I knew they were going to 4-1 Milwaukee, but I told people the only team that really frightened me was Milwaukee, but they were still indeed beatable. And to that very point, and Joel can back me up here, I mentioned how the Miami Heat, you know, we talked about it all year, how we didn't, not didn't want or didn't like, but it was kind of like a sarcasm. You know, you appreciate the wins, but it's like, man, We'd be so blessed if we could not have to play a clutch game, for crying out loud. When you look at the playoffs and when you look at those moments where things absolutely need to happen and other teams shrink, Jalen Brunson turned the ball over in a big-time moment. <laughs> but, you know, the Miami Heat are well-equipped, well-endowed, well-prepared, well-situated, well-traveled, well-done, well-taken, well-perspectived well coached, well every freaking thing when it comes to these situations because they've done it all year. This is how they got here. This is how they'll keep going moving forward. And shout out to those guys you mentioned like Kyle Lowry, you know, again, Kevin Love, Duncan Robinson, Max Strews. I mean, making plays, Caleb Martin. I mean, shout out to the whole squad, man. Um, Everybody's making plays to absolutely propel this team to winning and impact the game. And that's what you need to win on the highest level. And I have full confidence this Miami Heat team can do that. Because while any team could win it from here on out, there is nobody that absolutely scares you. There shouldn't be. And I know we're projecting, but that's just the reality of it all. If they come to play and come to work and play on both sides of the ball. Right. I agree 100%. And, you know, I, I would um say more, but I know we got a guy, Will, up in here. So, Will, I just want to know, like, quickly, man, the Heat, they just won game six, man. How are we feeling? How are you? How impressed are you seeing how far this team has come to get from where they were, you know, losing that game to Atlanta in the play-in to now being in the conference finals, man? Like, what's going through your mind? Man, that game was stressful as hell. I was on the edge of my seat the whole fourth quarter. Um, Seeing, seeing um the one-two next punch of Jalen Brunson and Scott Foster, do everything they could to get the game, to get the series back to MSG 
and we took that punch and kept rolling with it and finished the game off strong, that was um, that was amazing for real. We 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 took their best hit and we finished the game strong. So that's all we could do. Um, it's crazy because we were in the play and we we were fighting for the A seed and now we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm at a loss for words, kind of, but we could take this. We, I was gonna curse, mother. We could take it all the way. He didn't. He didn't six. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know now we're gonna get into this upcoming playoff matchup against well whoever we play. But before I get into it, case or anything else you want to add, or are we good to go? Uh, take that sound as we good to go. So let's start, Sorry, guys. I went to the bathroom, but yeah, I'm good. I mean, I was letting Will Cook. He did drop a ball there when he said the one-two punch of Jalen Brunson and Scott Foster, but I was going to let you go. <laughs> bet, bet, bet. So with that being said, let's talk about this upcoming Eastern Conference Finals. So you got the Miami Heat against the winner of Game 7 between the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's so crazy because we're either getting a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference semis or a rematch of the Eastern Conference finals itself. So I just want to go around the room and ask you guys, and we'll start off with you, Will. Which team would you guys like to play in the conference finals? And what would be your expectations if we were to play either team? Just so we can kind of do a breakdown of what a potential series would be against either team. Since, you know, you got to be ready for either outcome. We'll start off with you, Will. Yeah, for me, it's kind of 50-50. I think we match up better and we could play Philly better. But I do want to see Boston because I, I feel like we need that get back from last season. So either one, to be honest, I think we could take them in six or seven. Right. And I just want to, like, add on quickly because I said this in the um pod group chat we got um on, on our own Twitter. And I, I jokingly said this, but imagine if this actually happened in real life. Imagine we play Boston again and we're in game seven again. We're down by two in the fourth quarter, final seconds. Jimmy Butler has the ball, and he takes that same three he took last year, but this time he makes it. Is that not poetic? That's poetry, dog. I mean, <laughs> I mean, does he need any more money? Because he can sell the script right there. For real. Like, literally, man. Like, it would be so beautiful and everything. Like, it would just, how do I say it? It would just, like, if he does it at the exact same spot and everything, it would just fit so well. And, like, it would be such a great story to be told. And, I mean, I mean, obviously, we still have more bowls to play because then we'd have to go, go to the finals and play there. But still, man, that would be something I would love to see. So, I just had to come out and put that vision out there. Maybe it happens. If so, man, just make just someone make the Jimmy Butler movie already. I don't know who would play him, but get them to film that and just have it where he misses the shot last year, and then they have the whole thing where they film it in the following year and he makes it. Because, man, that would just be cinema right there, and that would be perfect for the Jimmy Butler movie that will come out the second he retires. But, Kay, who how about you? Who y'all think will play Jimmy? Say, I was going oh, to um, touch on that, but go ahead, with, uh, Joel. I, I really don't know, because, like, I don't know. Like, who do y'all think is the most look like to Jimmy? Like, I don't know. I've heard some crazy names in the past. Like, 
I had this. I have this one cousin. So like, I posted a Jimmy Butler gift, and she's trying to tell me that it looked like DC Young Fly, and I'm like, nah, like, oh, nah, nah. nah, that was so messed up. I you don't have so, a physique, nah. Literally, like, she's like, nah, that looked like DC. I'm like, no, it does not. So I don't. Uh, that aside, though, it's kind of hard to tell because. I don't really know much celebrities that actually look like Jimmy. I don't think I can name one on the top of my head. Like I got one. Oh, really? Name one. Aldis Hodge would be my guy. That's oh, not bad. That's not bad. That, that's the solid name right there. I was going to go uh, Damson Idris. Oh, that's a good one, too. That's a good one. I like that, but see... Aldis Hodge got that more, I mean, forgive me, Jimmy, he got that more meaty, athletic head, pause. <laughs> nah, that's facts, I feel you. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. looks like a guy that you like, all right, he'll bully ball me, but then yeah, he'll yeah. also take me to the parking lot. Like, Damson is really, Damson really got, Damson really got Denzel his features, man. Like, I mean, nah, you know I what I mean? We're we not going here, but he could be like, you know, a sex symbol type guy because his features is, you know what I mean? More like, you you know what I'm saying? More no, like model less. That's all. Yeah. But um, okay. So, but real quick, so now that we got um, we took care of that burning question. <laughs> I mean, look, brother. Hey, look. And when you come here, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. But when you come here, you come here for a good time, especially yeah, after yeah. the Miami Heat dispel of the New York Knicks. Jalen Brunson and Scott Foster in six games, bing bong, after those New York Knicks bricks was talking all of that trash. As much trash is on the subway right now, like the tissue that they use to wipe away their big tears. I'm not cussing no more, Joe, because I want to lighten your <laughs> workload on the back end. But you know what I'm saying. All right, now, so to creatively displace my answer, I'm a, see, I'm going to lighten your workload again. You don't have to ask me again. I know where this is going. So listen, I, I have a creative answer, as I always do. The team I would rather face would be the Sixers. Now, I don't mind who it is, but I'm going to tell you why I would rather face the Sixers by first telling you why Boston would be the more threatening team. Because they have a slew of guys that can handle the ball and that play along the wing, and that can also hit the three, especially when you include a guy like Al Horford, and that bothers you and stretches you out as a team and a defense so that then you can allow guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brunson and Marcus Smart and Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada to attack the paint and create havoc in there. And you know we already just dealt with a Scott Foster masterclass where he tried to give the game away simply facing Boston, as we so graciously learn every year, but especially last year, means that you're going to be on the wrong side of the whistle more often than not. So you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're facing off against a team that can perfectly space you out and then cut those seams with a lot of guys that can handle the rock, attack you at the hoop, and get you in foul trouble in a bonus situation early. Now, I'll also say this about Boston. Jason Tatum can't go 5-4 three times in a series against the Miami Heat and they win. So we do have that going for us if they are so fortunate as to beat the 76ers in their contest on Sunday. However, you know what I mean? They still present that particular threat that scares me. But you, got, you all mentioned a great point, which is there is some get back to be had. So the Miami Heat 
should be, and I assume they would be totally motivated to get that win over the Boston Celtics squad that is totally susceptible because, you know, as much as people want to uh, persecute Mr. Oduka, who is about to get it in in Houston, might I add. I mean, about to get it, though. And if James Harden go back down there, oh my God, they're gonna light them strip clubs on fire. You hear me? But um, Missoula ain't Odoka, and that's gonna hurt them in the biggest moments. But you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge if we get to it. We can beat them too. Heat and six, you already know. We're going to the finals. I said what I said. Now, this is why I want to face the 76ers. Joel B is a great player. But Bam has shown me something in this playoff series when it comes to dealing with size, and is that he's willing. And if Joel Embiid is going to be the floppy, flaily, banked fish that he's been all playoffs, then I expect Bam not to stop him, but to at least keep him from killing us. Now, I don't think James Harden's going to come out in 40-something to Miami Heat twice because, listen, he's shown you something in this playoffs. you got to respect that as a fan of the game and a fan of hoops. You're looking at what James Harden has done in big moments to win games for them, being their best player in most of their wins. Um, it's impressive. But you trust Coach Bo. You trust Jimmy Butler off of the time that he has the rest of the ankle. All of the guys, like I said, getting in the gym, getting their shooting touch back. And, and you co- you trust Coach Bo again to coach circles around Doc Rivers, and especially Missoula, as I mentioned. So, again, I would rather face the 76 because they're totally relying on two players, whereas Boston has the multiplicity to carve you up from anywhere, which is going to absolutely put pressure on the refs because they're already going to be calling it for Boston if you face them anyway. I think you have a more even situation there, too, if you face Philly, not only because of the whistle leniency, but because of the fact that they're really only going to put major pressure on you from two and a half areas. Maxie's going to get in his shit a little stuff a little bit. Excuse me again, Joel. I've been drinking. But... Tobias Harris is going to be on and off, and it's not really going to be anything to threaten you from a total perspective. And that's my whole thing with that. Right. And just to, like, add on, there's also the fact that Philly has Doc Rivers as their coach, y'all. Like, I'm sorry, I man. mean, yeah, bro, that's what I said. He going to coach circles around Doc. Yeah, like, Doc Rivers, bro. <laughs> but, I, I mean, mean, Doc got titles. And what Missoula has shown you being an immature child, like, wanting to say nobody's going to ask me about my adjustments and then like running away from the mic in the following game where he totally is responsible for tricking it off personally on his own account with his right hand, with his fingers on the button by his own personal business. I mean, him alone by himself did it um, where he's totally to blame and ran away from the mic. I mean, I don't know if that's really, you know what I'm saying? Better than doc. So either way you look at it, Spo has the coaching advantage going into the next series, and that's a major thing in the playoffs because we know in the regular series it's about the players and the talent, and in the playoffs it's about coaching. Now, you need guys like Jimmy Butler who can step up and hit a big shot like he did all over Milwaukee and steps to success and then bing-bonged them in New York (laughs) when it mattered the most and won R.J. Barrett still licking his wounds. He's sitting on the bench with five fouls. Where Jalen flops in at? Julius Randle got that boy traded this offseason. You hear me? Bud looking for a job. Yup. Yeah, you know I mean. Anyway, I'm sorry, Joe. I, I've been drinking. Oh no, nah, you good? You good? You good? <laughs> was like cooking. <laughs> yup, you was cooking. Like <laughs> everything you said was spot on. So you know, man. Like nobody's mad. And I just want to know, like, before I hop on the mic, um, Will, is there anything that you want to add? No, you can go ahead. Bet. So I'm gonna just come out and say it, man. Like I, I gotta say it again. I'm.
I'm just so happy we're here right now. I'm so happy that we are in this situation right now. Because I said, and I, and I mentioned this on the last part that we did. I hopped on the mic after we lost in that um playing game against the Hawks. And I said that this Miami Heat team was a team that needed to be put down like a sick dog. But it turned Woo. out Woo. they actually... <laughs> Like, it turned out that maybe things would be okay because they beat Chicago, and I wasn't sure what to expect in that Bucks series, but they beat them four games to one, and then they go into New York, and they beat them four games to two. So at this point, I don't care, man. Give me Boston. Give me Philly, although most preferably Philly because, you know, like you guys said, it does seem like the lighter matchup compared to Boston. But even then, man, I'm fine with either or. The fact that we're witnessing what we're witnessing right now, whether if it is the greatness of Jimmy Butler and all that, like, I'm cool with either or. And the best part about it is that you look at some of the guys that people were trying to say were better playoff performers than Jimmy. Like, they're all disappearing right now. Y'all saw what happened to Devin Booker. Y'all saw last night that man was getting cooked by Jokic and all of them. And now he's going back to Cancun after getting blown out in the second round for the second straight season. Like, it's literally hilarious. And then Jason Tatum, and I mean, you know what? He kind of cleared his name up a bit in the end of yesterday's Game 6 win against Philly. But, bro, one point in the, in the first half of an elimination game is beyond insane. And you know what? Good for him for stepping up in the end. But I don't know. Like, the way how Tatum is playing has been beyond concerning. And I'm not going to comment on it too much because it would be just our luck if all of a sudden he has a crazy performance in the conference finals if the Celtics are going to go there. But with all that being said, man, I'm in a good mood. I'm ready to root for the squad. I'm ready to scream. And I'm ready to put Pepas on full, like, 100% volume because that's how much life this team has given me these past few weeks in this playing game against Chicago this um first round series win against um what's her name Milwaukee and now the second round win against um New York so let's go to the conference finals. <coughs> I'm sorry, I was screaming earlier. So you I'm good, Joe? You good? Yeah, my my voice low key like she's trying to die down a bit. So <laughs> let's go to the conference finals. Let's do this and let's try to do the impossible and that's win the championship as an eight seed, man. Is there anything else that y'all want to add as I mute and cough? I'm away from the mic. Bing bong. Bing bong. So I was hoping someone would try to add while I quickly coughed, but it's cool. (laughs) With all that being said, man, I mean, is there anything? So anything else y'all want to say before we um, officially close out the pod? Is it just bing bong or that's it? I mean, I can't say Yeah, I can't say what I want to say because I want to say because we're in the Knicks. You know what I mean? Facts. (laughs) <laughs> but his fans was talking so crazy, talking crazy, oh crazy. Y'all remember like when real they said, spicy when they said Quentin Grimes was the answer? They said Yo. Quentin Grimes was the answer. Damn, uh, what's his name? What's that name? Josh Hart. Josh Hart. This he. Oh, you know what? All these possessions. You know he's locked. Josh Hart. The, you mean the butcher, Josh Hart? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Josh Hart the hitty? Yeah, I mean, literally freaking bing bong. Like, that man chose to miss out on freaking the birth of his twins just to lose. Oh, the ticker L. His wife going to hate him. Tragic. 
Oh, well, how that story gonna go? <laughs> he gonna be telling his kids, like, where was you at, Daddy, when we were born? I was down there in South Beach getting my swoop by Jimmy Butler and them. I'm sorry, kids. Hey, they're gonna ask, where were you? He gonna say, I was, I was in the playoff game, kids. Did you win? <laughs> Next topic. Drop his head. <laughs> no. Daddy, you suck. I hope it's gone for life. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, Josh Hart. I'm just, I'm just being a dickhead. I apologize. I don't hope that for you and your family. But I hope you never win another playoff game in your life, you dirty bastard. Because you kicked Jimmy Butler in the ankle and you still took a L. And you kept on kicking him. And you jumped up under him again in this game. And I thought he was hobbled. And if he had been, I would have came to see you, my brother. But it doesn't matter because nobody's going to see you until next year. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. Anyways, with that being said, it feels like the perfect way to close it out. So good night, New York. Good night, Milwaukee. Let's get good it. Good night, New York. Finals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with <laughs> that being said, make sure y'all um follow me at Joel K Jacob underscore um K at K underscore said underscore K. Make sure to follow Will at Kid underscore Clutch Twelve, and make Those sure to follow success. The world. <laughs> Make sure to um, follow He vs. The World on all platforms. Because we want it more than they podcast. do. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure y'all, um, what's it called? <laughs> Make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel at Heat vs. The World. We got all types of great content heading your way, whether if it's episodes of Heat vs. The World, episodes of Biscayne Breakdown featuring Kay and our guy Deem. And we also got um a new episode of Dolphins vs. The World coming very soon for our football fans. And aside from that, man, um, we also got our website, hbtwpodcast.wordpress.com. Check it out. We got great articles coming Promise, out there. Promise, guys. Yes, sir. So check out articles from our guy, Kate, and many of our other contributors. And aside from that, man, that's basically it. So let's go. Heat. Here we are, Heat Nation. We you already know. Yes, yes sir. sir. We went from the playing all the way to the conference finals. We freaking To the top floor, guys. Yes, sir. <laughs> we really here, y'all. 26 other teams in Cancun, and we not one of them. We one of the four one, teams. One, two, three, Cancun. Yes, Big sir. Bomb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, Milwaukee, Giannis in Cancun, uh, Devin Booker in Cancun, Kevin Durant in Cancun, one of Jason Tatum or Joel Embiid finna be in Cancun real soon. But guess who not in Cancun? Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. So take that home with y'all. <laughs> So with that being said, with that all being said, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode Big of the podcast. Out. Yo, and next time, <laughs> and I'll tell you next time, y'all, hit that music because Peace. we out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat versus the World Podcast.